Ladies and gentlemen. Oh, please. Yeah, my mic's working. Yeah. Straight off the bat. No messing about. Ladies and gentlemen, how are we doing? It is Monday. Just afternoon-ish. It's five past twelve. It's five past twelve here in lovely Manchester. It is absolutely howling out there. I think I might have closed my window so we could be okay. Um, so hopefully you won't hear any gusts of winds, my door banging or anything like that. I can hear the gate going outside. It's going to send me right under. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, this is The Scoop. It is Monday. It's your daily dose of video games news. We only have four episodes this week. I did make that abundantly clear last week. I also made it abundantly clear this morning when I posted out the tweet. There will be no Scoop on Friday or the following Monday because guess what? It's Easter. It's Easter, there's going to be lots of eggs, there's going to be lots of me chilling out, there's going to be lots of me playing golf, and all the other stuff in between. It's We deserve our time off just as much as you do, you know what I mean? I don't know which camera I'm looking at today, is it this one? No, it's this one. It's this camera, I'm looking right, right in the fucking eye. But ladies and gentlemen, it's just me today. It's just me for the rest of the week. We are doing some dollop-ing. We've got four new stories. I obviously talked about the one uh, that was in the title of the video um, about PlayStation having games that now are expiring. Oddly enough, um, neat shows in the chat, nice and early as well. Saying, "All right, I love to say as well." I've got to set up an Easter egg hunt for four kids. Wow, 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 wow. Luckily, my son has no idea what the hell they are yet, so that's great. Uh, but he's in here. He, he wants to have a Shrek off. He wants to have a Shrek off. You, you're talking about the Shrek champ here. Do you know what I mean? I can do it word for word if you want to. If you want to do it, let's go. We can set that up. But you're here for video game news. As far as I'm aware, that's what you're here for. Um, so we've only got four news stories today. I don't like doing any more than that when I'm on my own because I hate the sound of my own voice going on for too long. I reckon it's it's not very good to listen to <laughs> if you listen to it back. A little bit annoying. Um, but obviously everything you can see on your screen now, I am building, going to build my new OBS platform, uh, profile this week. Uh, this weekend, shall we say, when I've got a lot more time to be able to fart around with it. Um, all the stuff's outdated. My camera is terrible. I'm hoping to get a new one at some point. So as you can see, as my finger gets closer to the camera, the colour changes. It's just, it's too bright in this room. Um, if, I close the, if I close the curtains, it goes too dark. I genuinely can't win. Um, so hopefully I'll get a brand new camera at some point in the next couple of months. Get that sorted out. My OBS profile gets sorted out so it looks a lot more like Graham's as he puts all the new stuff in. I seemingly say it seems to take forever to be able to put it in because I don't want it to break anything else. Because it is such a... It's, it's, put, it's held together by gaffer tape at this moment in time. There's stuff in there that needs to be sorted out. So we'll get that sorted out. But as long as I'm able to press the button to go live, as long as I can see you guys, as long as you can see me, as long as you can hear me. I mean, truth be told... Uh, as long as the microphone sounds good, people will port with shit visuals, and I am the shittest of visuals. <laughs> so as long as as long as you can hear me okay, and it doesn't sound like I'm in a tent or anything like that, or in the, uh, having a shower at the same time, then I'm fairly certain we'll all get along just fine. Um, but as I mentioned before, this is the scoop. We go live each and every single weekday at 10 a.m. ish. I know it's obviously after 12 today. Um, but work stuff comes first. This is our side gig. This is something that we do in our spare time as and when we're able to get all of the work stuff done uh, and out of the way uh, to obviously then be able to bring you video game news that goes each, uh, it goes live each and every single weekday. Uh, five days a week. That is Monday to Friday. And then gets turned into a podcast, which you can then find 
on all of your favourite podcast services, including SoundCloud, Google Play, iTunes, and Spotify. Got them all in one. It then gets turned into a video on demand. So if you want to watch this after the fact on our Twitch channel, you want to go over to YouTube, all of the links uh, will be obviously in the description of this if you're watching this on our VOD uh, on your, on Twitch. Um, yeah, you can find us on all of our socials. The chatbot is working now, so if anyone wants to, if Lotus wants to actually do some mod work and put exclamation mark socials in the chat, ladies and gentlemen, that's all our links there. You'll be able to find us in any of those things. But guys, 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 there isn't going to be much waffling from me today. We're going to get this show on the road. We're going to start talking about video games. I've got four news stories. You already know what the lead story is going to be today. Lotus actually turns up and decides to start doing some mod work, which is absolutely fantastic. Um, it's been a while since I've actually done this, so I'm just going to work my way around the buttons on my stream deck and see what happens. There we go. That is definitely the show notes. Boom. That's definitely not the one. Boom. There we go. Straight into it. Over on Eurogamer. It states that digital games on PS3 and Vita are reportedly expiring and becoming unplayable. This has been written by Vicky Blake over on Eurogamer. Let's get right into the story. Uh, classic PlayStation games like Chrono Cross are seemingly expiring on PlayStation 3 and PlayStation Vita, even for players who had legitimately bought these games through Sto Sony's own storefronts. As reported by Kotaku, PlayStation users have taken social media on discovering that the hereto unknown expiry dates on the digital games have reportedly expired. When trying to re-download the classic version of Chrono Cross, one user reports he's noticed telling that the license to play the game had expired on the 31st of December 1969. Similarly, another player was given the same message when trying to access Chrono Cross on the PlayStation 3. So as you can see, there's a little screenshot embedded into this article with the parental controls. The buyer, when it started, when it was assumingly bought, and when it actually expired, so they bought it after it expired, which is nice. Um... So, we're moving on to the rest of the article then. Uh, though, though at first some cynical souls have uh, thought that it was a sneaky ploy to funnel players into trying out the new Chrono Cross remaster, similar issues have begun popping up for players trying to access their copies of Chrono Trigger, Final Fantasy VI, Final Fantasy VIII Origins, War of the Liars, and Rune Factory Oceans. One Vita user even reports that their entire digital catalogue is an inaccessible. As of yet, there have been no formal word yet as to why the error has occurred, nor any solutions to fix it. Although some of your Vita units have had limited success refreshing their PlayStation Plus subscriptions by purchasing an additional month. Well, up to you as to when Sony comments on the matter. Oh, we'll up you. We'll up you. We'll update you as to when the Sony comments are on the matter. That's a, obviously just a slight spelling error on their behalf. Uh, Digital Foundry has more bad news for Chrono Cross fans, I'm afraid, as the remaster seems to have run worse on PlayStation 5 than on the original PlayStation 1. This is news that we don't need to know because this is highly irrelevant from the rest of the story. So, ladies and gentlemen, it's a future that everyone has been excited to do. The fact that you can play games on your console without lifting your ass off your chair or off of your computer chair in your room if you know whether or not it's a sofa or you're playing it in the kitchen or whatever seemingly you now have the facility to not be able to do that you can just sit on your ass use the remote control use the controller select what you want and then be able to play the bad news is the bad news is and it's going to hit you fast it's going to hit you fast digital games you are being locked out of your games that you own can you see all these behind me can you see this shelf? Obviously, it's not the biggest shelf in the world. I do have like four or five boxes of games in my wardrobe behind me, but seemingly I can't fit them into this very small room. These are my most frequently played games. 
So they stay on there in case I need to get them. I just roll behind. I go, oh, what are we going to play today? Oh, do I want to play Pro Evolution Soccer 2 on PlayStation 2? Okay, let's just take it out of the box and be able to put it into my PlayStation 2. That's very easy to be able to do. Obviously, in the digital age, you just need to press the, the button combination to get up to your home menu, select whichever game you got downloaded, and then you're ready to play. It's fantastic. It's a, it's a great world to be in. Until it's not. Until licenses expire. Now, being a PES fan, everyone always says that they need to remake, remake PES 6. Remaster PES 6. Let us play PES 6 again with updated controls. That's an issue. Because of licensing, you can't really have the licenses of the teams that were in the Premiership back then. You can't have the licenses for the players that were arriving that were that were around back then, unless you went to each and every single player and go, "Can we license you for this game? Can we license you for this game? Can we license you for this game? Can we license your team for this game?" It's just never going to happen. That's pretty much the same situation with this. If the games expire and their license expires, it's entirely up to PlayStation to go to these companies that have made the game in the first place and go, "Can we extend the license of this?" Can we have another five years um, of your license on this platform? People have bought it, it's digital. Um, they won't be able to play the game anymore. If they say no, or they go under, and then no one else owns the IP, where does it go to? It, you just lose access to them, and that's where the digital handshake comes in. If there's no handshake from their end, then unfortunately you can't play it, and that's where the digital media will always be in the top of... That is a top priority for me. Obviously, when we are lucky enough to be in a position where a lot of brands come to us and say, can you play our game for us? That's fantastic. Nine times out of ten, it's going to be a digital code. Eventually, they will probably expire um, off of the uh, of my library. The, the, the games will not last forever there, unfortunately, unless... We get physical versions of them, and then you can put them in your console. Obviously, that means that they are chained to the console in terms of I can't play PlayStation 3 games on my console unless the digital versions are on play through PlayStation now because PlayStation 3 discs do not work in the console. So, obviously, you are tied to the console generation at the time, providing you have it for that, unless you mean you buy 16 copies of Skyrim for every single console version there possibly has ever been. Then you have the options. Um, but when it comes to playing digital games, you are at the you are at the the hope that they will be accessible on every single platform that you actually have access to, that you bought them on or that you've been gifted them on until the end of time, until you want to play. You want to be able to go to a game, oh, I haven't played that for six years, come to play it, and then you can't because the license has expired for it. Um, this will get rectified. This is, this is a non-story in terms of this will get rectified, I imagine, within the next 24 hours, if it hasn't already. But who knows? Who knows? It could be, it could be, it could be at a point where... They just don't <laughs> like digital games. Just be go into the wilderness like that's it. You can't play these games anymore. Um, but yeah, that's just that's unfortunately where we are at this at this moment in time. It's not the greatest news to be able to start off with, but I mean, people love convenience, and convenience is having all of your game collection digitally on your profile and being able to download them wherever you are. If I wanted to take this console, just my PlayStation Five, out with me, I have. A lot of games installed on there, but if there's something, if I wanted to download, I don't know, Resident Evil 4 from a library, providing I've got an internet connection, I can do that. I don't have to carry the case around with me. I don't have to carry the disc. I don't have to carry one of them big, you remember them big zip wallets that have like a hundred slots in there for you to be able to put whatever disc that you want in. You don't have to carry one of those around with you. You just be able to download it. Providing you've got a fast enough internet, you'll be able to download them in minutes. That's convenience. That's perfect. But sometimes perfection and convenience can get you in a little bit of a black hole and that's unfortunately what this has done at this moment in time um lotus says nice shelves thank you very much 
they're not. It's not quite big enough, if I'm being honest. Um, as I said, I've got a hell of a lot more games. I could probably buy a bigger one, but then it will obviously take up a lot more of the wall. Um, but it is what it is. I'm making do with the space that I've got. Um, Fatman Dave says, I think we all knew this was coming. So uh, coming, just not so soon. Again, this uh, this uh, this may even be rectified by now. And since me bringing you this news, it might even be rectified. I can't imagine this staying, especially with games like Final Fantasy and Chrono Cross. These games are massive franchises. They will, This will get sorted. They'll renew the license and it'll be a non-story. But let this be a warning to you. <laughs> this is kind of the what. This is the firing shot. These are two massive franchises that kind of are now at the forefront of this. Digital games will not last forever. As much as we would like them to, and we're paying for the convenience of them being able to, we are at the, the we are at the mercy of PlayStation or Xbox or Nintendo or whoever it is to keep on renewing these licenses. If they don't, they will fall into a black hole. We recently saw this with the likes of Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim face, fell off the face of the earth after Xbox Live Arcade didn't renew the license for it. It's only recently that Ubisoft has come back and bought the license for Scott Pilgrim against uh, against the world, I think it was called. Um, Scott Pilgrim Saves the World. I can't remember what the game was called. Um, but they relicensed it and resold it again for you to be able to play. I've got it. I've got it installed. I don't have the physical version of it. I know Limited Run did do a physical version of it. It isn't the game necessarily that I am super hyped. Uh, like, it's not my favourite game ever, so I'm not going to go out and buy a digital version of it or whatever. But uh, again, I am at the mercy of Ubisoft's launcher on their PC. If it, if it falls out of there again, I'm, I'm down shit creek. Um, and I'm fully aware of that. And the price probably reflects it as well, it being only £13 or whatever it was that I paid. It's just what it is. Lakes in here as well. He says, first 10 games in FM22 with Toulouse. 10 wins. You love to see it. Have you been downloading tactics off FM base? Like, I think you have, haven't you? Been downloading, you've been downloading these weird tactics that make you do corner click, corner click glitches and stuff like that. I know your game, Flower. I know your game. Anyway, moving swiftly. Oh, Code Red's in here. Morning, babe. Good morning, sir. How are we doing? How's your weekend been? Again, I've already asked you guys, but all of you guys that are just pouring in here after the fact, we've been live now for 23 minutes. All you guys after the fact, I hope you had a fantastic weekend. Obviously, it's only four-day weekend. Uh, so forward to four-day week this week, and then we have a four-day weekend. Get the shit in. You'll love to see it. Um, I hope that you all have some good plans for it as well. I'm playing golf, obviously. Um, three more stories then, and we're going to get into a negative one now because I feel like I don't want to end on any negative uh, negative stuff. I always feel like we'd like to get it out of the way early doors, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but flying into the next news article then. Boom. UK, uh, sorry, Twitch opens sub challenge to select streamers from the UK, France, Spain, Germany, and Italy. Written by Dot Esports. This was submitted by Mr. Graham Day this morning, despite him not being around. He's still keeping an eye out for you guys. He still wants to be able to bring you the news, even though he's not here. And it's been written by Blaine Paul Himius. Definitely butchered that, but Big B, appreciate you, son. Um, Twitch has been bringing out the return of the sub-challenge, a GIF incentive program with multiple tiers, but this time for selected streamers from the UK, France, Spain, Germany and Italy. The streaming platform introduced the incentive program during last September, an event wherein subscriptions are discounted. Creators who reach the designated subscriber goal ranging from 100 to 500, uh, sorry, 5,000 subs receive speci specified GIFs at the end of the month, depending on their final placements. GIFs varied from scope from Twitch-branded fanny pack to a full streaming tech bundle i thought i was gonna i thought i was being led down a direction that i did not want to go in yet but 
the fanny pack saved it. Uh, <laughs> this initial version of the sub challenge, previously dubbed September Subathon Challenge, was limited to 500 streamers from North America. But outside of the September event, Twitch has expanded this program to selected streamers from the European countries. Twitch has designated 100 partners from Italy, 150 from the UK, 150 from Spain, 300 from France, and 300 from Germany, according to Zach Busey. While the September Challenge is essentially the same program, the categories have marginally changed the terms of the sub goal. Found on the official information page, Twitch listed the different tiers and sub-goals which are from the same country, though exchanging euros for pounds in the case of the UK. For 250 subs, a Twitch beanie and 20 euro Amazon voucher. For 750 subs, you get a Twitch scarf, Twitch metal cup, 20 euro, uh, yeah, 20 euro Amazon voucher and a red ring light. 1,500 subs, that's quite a jump. Uh, Twitch backpack, Twitch scarf, 35 euro Amazon voucher and an Amazon via Cube TV. Um, 2,500 subs, Twitch beanie, Twitch backpack, Twitch water bottle, Sonos One, 50 euro Amazon voucher. And for 5,500 subs, you can get a Twitch beanie, Twitch travel bag, Twitch metal cup, a Twitch water bottle, Oculus Quest 2, PC compatible cable and a 50 euro Amazon voucher. The sub challenge will begin on April 11th which is today with all participants receiving their prize near the end of the month on April 24th sign-ups are currently still available okay so the sub challenge what do we think of this then let me just do some dirty maths let me just do some dirty maths for you so Say it's 50-50 split. I know for the partners, depending on what you may be able to negotiate, you may be able to take, uh, rather than it being a 50-50 split, you might be able to do 80-20 or maybe 70-30. But we'll base this off of a 50-50 split. So 5,500 subs times by 5 divided by 2 for the 50-50 split. Oh, my God. Okay, so... <laughs> Essentially, going through your account is going to be twenty-seven thousand pounds. If you was to if you was to get this one, the five thousand five hundred subs, you would get twenty-seven thousand pounds going through your account. Twitch will take half, so you're left with thirteen thousand seven hundred and fifty. Now that's a lot of money for both parties, but that's a lot of money coming from you guys. Now, obviously, you would need a stupidly large community to be able to hit that. I would like to think that people wouldn't do this. I don't. I couldn't in good conscience, despite a lot of you guys subbing to this channel every single month, I cannot in good conscience ask you guys to help achieve a goal like that for us. Even the 251 is excessive for the... Just for me, just for me, me and Graham to be able to get a Twitch being it and a 20, 20 euro Amazon voucher, like that does not feel like two hundred and fifty dollars, uh, two hundred and fifty subs worth it. Do you know what I mean? It feels like that would be for seventy five subs. Do you know what I mean? Like that, the Twitch beanie will probably cost twenty pound, and then a twenty pound uh, Amazon voucher, like. For 75 subs, I feel like that would be achievable. For 250 subs, mate, that is outrageous. Like, this is just an easy way for them to be able to say, okay, we'll give you something back if you hit 5,500 subs. Like, an Oculus Quest 2, 50 euro uh, Amazon voucher, a Twitch barter bottle, a Twitch metal cup, and a travel, a travel bag and a beanie. The Oculus Quest is 300 quid. So all in all, all of that, if you was taken into consideration, it may cost about 600 pound. Maybe seven hundred if if they go if the if if we're paying top whack for absolutely everything seven hundred pound for all of that and the Oculus Quest is taking a lot of that money they're taking a lot of it 
this this stinks of greed. Now, Elgar's quest is amazing. I love using mine. Yeah, but is it is it going to? Did it cost you twenty seven thousand pounds? Did it cost you thirteen and a half thousand pounds? I don't think it did. Like this just stinks of greed from the top all the way down. They're, they're hoping that people's communities behind them are able to push them towards this goal. But 5,500 subs, that is obviously limited to the very, very top, maybe 2% of Twitch, where you even have 5,000 5, people watching you at any given time. This is obviously aimed towards the people like Shroud, like Ninja, um... You could put you. I don't think you could put you could probably put run the foot market in 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 this as well. Obviously, the the FIFA content creator. There will be a lot of content creators that are getting over five thousand views regularly. And if every single one of those uses a Twitch Prime or they use um the the normal method of you being able to subscribe, that's fantastic. It, that feels like a very achievable option for those guys. But for most Twitch partners, like. Having 750 subs is probably like a pipe dream. Obviously, that is life-changing money anyway because you're probably able to quit your job or reduce your hours down to part-time to be able to um, do this as a part-time profession as well as alongside your full-time job. Unless your community are just amazing enough to be able to make you survive by by donating, re-gifting to everybody else as well. Like this does not feel achievable. This just feels like a massive cash grab from the top all the way down. And we've had this discussion with Twitch before. Like I love Twitch for what they have been able to give to us in the past of having front page stuff and the work that we have done with them to give them esports events and things like that. They've been very good to us, but it does feel like this very same time that we have to hold them accountable for when they do shit stuff. And I feel like asking anybody's community for 5,500 subs is a bit in the kick in the teeth for what is 700 uh, 700 pounds 700 euros maybe 800 dollars depending on the currency conversion at the given at any given time it feels like a cash grab and i would not in any good conscience ask people to try and donate 250 subs to us with no, with less than a month it's not even a month it's 13 days within a two week period to get us a beanie and a 20 pound amazon voucher that that doesn't seem that doesn't seem like a very good marketing money making scheme right am i being a bit harsh here because it doesn't feel like this is an attainable goal for many many twitch partners if they're only giving it out to 150 i imagine there probably is going to be a, a lot of skewed areas in there there's going to be a lot of gray area like who are they asking at the very top and who are they asking at the bottom are they just picking people that have over 2,000 uh, uh, concurrent viewers at any given time because they know that they will be be able to maximize their profits out of those out of those people. Uh, do the prizes go to the subs to the partners? I imagine it goes to the partners. Like even if we got to 250 subs, I'm telling you now, this would never touch our office. Graham would just be like, do you know what? We're putting this up as a giveaway to you lot. To anyone who subscribed, this is going straight back out to you guys because I, either of us would be in the exact same mindset. Like this is just ex it feels like extortion. It does feel genuinely feel like extortion. Um, not all <laughs> says uh, says Nietzsche. Uh, Lotus says if I won the lottery, I'd give five five hundred subs. Here, no hesitation. Uh, that I do appreciate. If that was the case, and if money wasn't no option, then I imagine we would, me and Graham would probably do the same to most of our uh, most of our community guys as well. The guys that we go in to watch every single day that. Uh, that have either been with us from the very start or that have been with us since lockdown or since that we've moved, well, obviously I haven't moved into PUBG, but Graham has been streaming it since day one anyway. But the people that we hold 
close to us, we'd obviously be generous enough to be able to do that as well. But as normal working people, there is no way that we'd expect people to be able to do that for us. Like we managed to reach over a hundred subs and that's through the kindness of you guys. And a hundred subs is something that we never ever could have dreamed of. I think at one point we got up to 140, which is mind blowing. But again, we try to give as much of that back as we can whilst upgrading our uh, our studio services. Like the money doesn't go into mine and Graham's part. Despite Graham saying that I've got 14 Lambos, I do have a gardener, um, but my garden isn't 14 acres. Do you know what I mean? Like it's it's ridiculous and it does feel like extortion from the very top all the way down. Like 5,500 5, subs for something that you probably could give away for 700 pound. I'm not being funny, but that feels a bit dodge. Do you know what I mean? That feels a little bit dodge. And again, for everything that Twitch does, we'll give them massive props, which we do on a regular basis. But for the stuff that we feel like, or I personally, because Graham's not here, so I'm speaking on my personal behalf, I feel like they need to be held accountable for this because this is near enough extortion, in my personal opinion. It feels very from the top down. Um, and I don't like that. I don't want, I don't, I'd never want anyone to feel obliged to be able to give us any kind of subscription, you guys being here and giving us chats and helping this podcast that believe me, this podcast would not be going for two and a half years if people didn't turn up. I'm telling you now, this may be the staple of what ICU is being able to give people a podcast every single day of the week. Obviously when we're not working and we're not working away, all there's bank holidays and things like that. But being able to do a podcast every single day is only based off of you guys that come to watch it, that listen to it. Over 130,000 of you over the last two and a half years have been able to digest this podcast. Even if it's for one episode, you guys have actually went in and downloaded it or started to play it or listened to it or come into the street. Do you know what I mean? Like it only thrives because of you guys. So believe me, if this show wouldn't be here if no one turned up for it. And that's that's fantastic enough as it is never mind wanting people wanting people wanting to come in and um donate but it's, it feels very dodgy it feels very dodgy feels very dodgy code says i can't imagine the caliber of streamer who would reach that goal uh, would get any benefit from those prizes mate do you know what nail on the head because this stuff would have already been given to them if they if they have monthly subscriptions of over 5500 i'm telling you now twitch will be going to their house on a weekly basis to give them whatever's fresh they will be kitted out they will have the they will have that let me let me show you this this has to be one of the nicest things that twitch has ever done um uh, let me show amazon have you seen have you seen how expensive the clothes are on their uh, uh, amazon shop it feels like they definitely are paying sort of premium for their things. Twitch Windbreaker. Like this is one of the nicest things I've ever seen on the Twitch shop, and I'm I'm still don't I'm still not paying eighty pound for it or whatever it was at the time. It might have gone down now. I've probably shown you guys this before. I tell you what, they do have some really nice stuff on here at the moment. Um, I don't think they have it anymore. I think they may I think they may have got rid of it. Um, but the Twitch shop is actually quite nice. So they've got some really good stuff, and sometimes I think ooh. I've definitely missed the mark with that one. Um, but obviously everyone's tastes are different. Twitch store. Let's have a look. Let's have a look here. Like it's, for, it's £50 for a hoodie, which I think, if the quality is there, is quite reasonable. Um, but some, if, it's one, if it's a cheap one, then maybe, here it is. Oh, my God. Yep, they still have it. They still have it. Let's make sure. Okay. Have a look at this beauty. Uh, let's go. Let me press news and see what comes up. Boom, boom. Have a look at that. How nice is that? And they obviously they have the pink one as well. 
Let me just jump into this. I know, obviously, you guys that listen to this on podcast services probably aren't going to have the best time with this one because I'm showing stuff off. But how nice are those? They're really nice. But they probably have a really big markup on that. They probably cost them like maybe £15 to make and then they're selling it for 70 that's kind of the vibe that I'm getting from this, like 5,500 subs, and I'll keep on saying it, 5,500 subs, and you're getting an Oculus, and you're getting a, let's see, let me have a look actually, and see how much that the beanies are, I bet the beanies are like £25, uh, let me scroll in, scroll in, scroll in, um, Nietzsche says, how many subs did you have to get that cap, <laughs> this one, <laughs> Uh, no comment. Uh, Lotus needs a fanny pack. Says Cold Red. A uh, notification didn't come this morning for some reason. That's outrageous. It's probably because I did it. Um, you've got a gardener, you lazy bastard. Uh, if I'm being honest, yeah, I genuinely am. Why would I do something really badly then get a gardener who can do it for a tenor front and back, tenor to to do the front and the back? I'm not being funny, right? But using £10 worth of energy to go to the garage and find the bloody, the strimmer and the, the lawnmower, why would I do that? Why would I do that when I can get someone to do it for me? Anyway, I was trying to find the beanies. Right, the beanies are £12. The beanies are £12. Where's the, where's the, I mean, Graham swears by this cup anyway. Uh, so the drinks bottle itself is £24. So the beanie's cheaper than the bottle. All right. So, revisiting the, the 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 price we're probably looking at the 700 pound which i said was top top dollar for the things do you think still that is attainable i don't know i don't know lump says that they're minging you need better taste my friend you need better taste because that those windbreakers are definitely a bit of bibby 100 percent uh, Nietzsche says, Bibi, busy taking us about extortion from Twitch, pays some guy £10 to do the front and back garden. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, we asked him how much he charges and he said £10. <laughs> and I was like, yes. <laughs> well, Samantha did. He only lives like, th he only he does, the, he does the whole street, to be fair. Like, he lives on this street. He's like, he lives like three doors down. I don't think he works anymore. I think he just does gardening as like a little hobby thing to get him out of the house. But yeah, £10 for front and back, fucking dead right. Let me open that back gate for you, mate. <laughs> you got me there. You've got me there, to be fair. Oh. <laughs> and that's the end of that show. See you later. Oh, no one clip that. No one clip that, please. I don't want anyone to, I don't want that going around social media. Anyway, moving swiftly on before I, uh, before I do it, before I say anything else, I'm going to be held accountable for a few further down the line. Um, back into the news. <laughs> it's a game from Tarkov developer bans 9,000 cheaters in one fell swoop written on the gamer by Justin Reeve. Uh, the developer behind Escape from Tarkov, Battle Station game, uh, Battle State game, sorry, recently gave 9,000 players the boot in a single sweeping ban. The studio didn't go into any specifics about the ban, but the move was also most certainly related to the various forms of cheating. The game has had a particularly acute hacking problem in recent months. The game director on the Escape from Tarkov and head of studios at Battle State Games, Nikita Boyanov, 
I think I've absolutely nailed that, to be fair. Like, Graham would be so proud. Talked to Twitter about the matter, noting that we constantly commend spans of waves of cheaters, but yesterday there was a wave that I want to note, minus 9,000 cheaters. When asked if all you have to do, uh, if uh, you all... When asked if you all ever do IP bans, you all ever do IP bans? Ah, okay, so whoever's written that on Twitter has just missed out a load of words to make it a viable sentence. When asked if y'all ever do IP bans, there's no question mark there. To keep cheaters away from getting to the game after opening a new account, Boyanov replied, yes, and not only, suggesting that Battlestate Games relies on a variety of different methods to keep the community in Escape from Tarkov on a level playing field. The response from the community about the con congratulatory was a, as a congratulatory as it ever could have been given, con uh, given the circumstances. 9,000 players to anyone wouldn't ruin... Uh, would. I don't know if I'm blue screening it or this is just missing words. I, th I don't think it's it's not people's first language, I think, so it's just been translated differently. So 9,000 players to anyone wouldn't want to run into have now been have now been eliminated, one person remarked. I've embellished that a little bit to make it a little bit more Englishy. <laughs> Englishy, says Bibi. Uh, thank you, another added. Having be, have been dying to cheaters a whole lot this week, but appreciate the guys uh, for dealing with it. While most of them expressed gratitude, some players made light of the situation, stating, can't wait for all the, why did we get banned posts on Reddit? A commentator noted, it's already happened in the Facebook groups. I've never cheated, but I got banned. Absolutely hilarious, a person replied. Battlestate Games recently announced that in any expansion for, for uh, Escape from Tarkov called Lighthouse, the developer also shared some details a while back as to what about the planned update would feature more weapons and a new boss. Escape from Tarkov has seemingly been in some free for all uh, Escape from Tarkov has been seeing some free fall about the recent invasion of Ukraine by Russia. The economy in the game has apparently been severely impacted, causing the value of the rubble to plummet, along uh, with its real-world counterpart leading to spiked prices and players attempting to trade in other currencies like the dollar and euro. Okay, so that, obviously because it isn't their first language, it's obviously got some comments in there from people that obviously don't have English as their first language, so I'm never going to berate them because I can't speak any other language but proper England. Um, so that was a bit of a tongue twister to get into. But ultimately, 9,000 people have been removed from Escape from Tarkov or cheating or in their eyes, not cheating, but they've just been caught out. So unlucky for those guys. This is good news. I will always commend any game that bans a load of people for cheating. I don't feel like it happens enough. I feel like people are just hoping that they fall away. But more often than not, it's the people who actually want to be able to play the game properly that do end up walking away. Because why would you want to enter a bot lobby, uh, a lobby that has a load of cheaters in there all the time? It's a difficult thing to try and overcome. But if you know deep down that your code can handle the cheating and you know that the people are just like you're they're cheating you know that they're cheating but you have to wait for the perfect time to be able to do it and eliminating nine thousand people at any one time will obviously make headlines like it has done here 11 hours ago over at the gamer this is a massive number and any game nine thousand people who are currently playing your game has been removed from it it may not be massive on the day that call of duty goes live or something like that Nine thousand people have been removed for cheating but it's a number that the people who are cheating think okay maybe i need to not do it or find a better way of cheating without them being able to get found out but eventually you just get put into a list with everybody else and i hope other people end up taking note of this as well because if you just ban like 300 people at any one time that really isn't a lot unless your game is on its last knees like 300 people and that would probably 
you know, we won't be able to have a game. But in terms of Escape from Tarkov, where there is hundreds of thousands of people playing it, nine thousand people—that's a lot. That could be that could be five percent of your player base. That's, again, that is a lot. So hopefully it'll derail some of the cheaters from wanting to be able to do it again. I don't know. Peter, cheaters going to cheat. They'll find a different way of being able to do it, which is obviously why they haven't shown their hand as to why and what it is that they're looking out for because they know full well if they tell people, they will find a way around it. So it's like, we've got cheating mechanics. We've got more. And then they'll leave it open to interpretation then. Um, so this is a massive move. Love this. JMK says, Bibi can only speak Englishese. Yeah, that's absolutely right. Adam Online says, it's absolutely rife in the Tarkov, unfortunately. Well, I think they need better processes to be able to combat it. And that's that's what they're trying to say in this article. They're saying we do have the ability to be able to do it. It's just one, waiting for the right time. And two, get a number that gets into the news that then people actually go, do you know what? It might not be worth it. If I've managed to do like all these different runs, I've got all this good shit. I have been cheating to get it and then it all gets taken away from me. It isn't just IP bans. It's properly, sorry, it's not just account bans. It's IP bans. So unfortunately, if you live in a household with two or three people that are playing this game, you end up locking them out as well. Fucking shoo them in downstairs, you know what I mean? Get the slipper out, give them a few whacks. Like you've you've killed the game for all of us. Un unlucky lad. Um, it's just the way it is. Uh, Tezbad says, has anyone noticed that Bib, can't talk, uh, Bib can talk more than Graham? Yes, I can when you're the only podcast host. Because if I was waiting for Graham to speak, we'd be waiting like this. Yeah, Graham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm still here. Don't worry. Don't worry. I'm the only host today. No one else is there. <laughs> so I kind of need to keep on speaking today's bad. Oh, also, he's no, uh, also noticed that he's fluent in gibberish. I've learned from the best. What can I say? I've learned from the best. But anyway, you'll be glad to know that there's one article left. So uh, let's jump into this one. This Again, it's a little bit of a negative one, but it's kind of one that we could take the piss out of. So it's not going to leave a sour taste in your mouth, unfortunately. So, written on VGC by Chris Scullion, Sega says it's super game, playing, uh, sorry, <laughs> Sega says it's super game, plan is multiple games, and may use NFTs, okay? It was previously believed that codename referred to as a single AAA title. Uh, Sega has shed more light on its super game project, explaining that it actually refers to a multiple games that some of them could incorporate cloud or NFT technology. In May 2021, the company revealed during financial results presentation that its long-term plan included a five-year strategy called the creation of a super game. Very generic name. Its parent company, Sega Sammy, then claimed in November that it would consider investing up to 100 billion yen, is that? Which is $882 million over the next five years to achieve its super game ambitions. At the time, it was believed that the super game was going to be a single enormous title, but the new inter internal interview has clarified that it refers to a description Sega is given to a number of high budget games it has planned. In an interview in Sega Japan's recruitment website translated by VGC, Executive VP Shunji Utomasi explains Sega offers a wide range of game content, including hardware and arcade content, which is made possible by its diverse range of technologies. We have defined Super Game as the development of AAA titles across Sega's uh, comprehensive range of technologies, and we aim to achieve this in a five-year plan. Explaining further, 
Otsumi, there we go. I got it wrong first. I got it wrong first time, right second time. Otsumi said several titles are being developed with the framework of a super game, and while each title will vary, there is no doubt that they will be interactive titles that go beyond the traditional framework of games. For example, in the past, people who have played games were called gamers, but now watching games has become a culture in itself, and such people can no longer be called gamers. I think there is a great potential in the relationship between people who play and watch games. We are thinking of creating new entertainment within these possibilities. According to Otsumi, a super game title has to meet four main criterias. Multi-platform, global multi-language development, simultaneous world releases, and AAA titles. In other words, you can imagine that the scale of the game development will be that of a global blockbuster. Sega's general Katsumi Hiyasi uh, added, as several projects are currently underway for Super Game. In my department, around 50 people are already involved in the initial stages. We expect that the final number of employees will be several hundred. Oh, God, that, that is that is a shocking logo, that is. That is outrageous. Who's, has someone done that on paint? <laughs> Someone's definitely done that on paint. The Super Game project could also incorporate cloud technology and NFTs, two technologies Sega has recently been getting involved with. Sega producer Matsuyoi Kikuchi explained during the same interview that gaming has a history of expanding through the connection of various cultures and technologies. For example, social networking and game video viewing are recent examples. It is a natural extension of the future of game that will expand to involve new areas such as cloud gaming and NFTs. We are also developing Super Game for the perspective of how far different data games can be connected with each other. Sega announced, uh, we don't need to read any of that stuff, it's, it's highly relevant from what we are going to be going over here, but Sega are getting involved in NFTs to try and build out a Super Game that could feature games from different areas of their company, whether or not it's going to be what I assume is pachinko machines, what I assume is going to be console games, what I assume is going to be arcade games, and what I assume are going to be old and new IPs. Yikes. Yikes, yikes, yikes. That's the Mega Shit ICU logo. I think they've been over here and they've gone, do you know what? Really like that logo. I think we can bastardize that to make something ourselves. I think that's what they've done. I mean, Sega, I won't put it past them. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. But I don't think this is going to be great. I think they are digging themselves into a hole. I don't think many NFT games have gone on to do anything most recently, I think the F1 game has dis uh, has been taken off the market because it heavily featured NFTs. We've seen Ghost Recon Breakpoint introduce NFTs three months later now being a game that is having their live service removed from it and is going to be not updated in the coming years. It's just going to be left to die. Like I don't know what they need to do because I am not that business orientated to try and integrate NFTs into their game to make it a viable option. Because if you want to buy an NFT, you are buying into something for hundreds and hundreds that can go into thousands of pounds worth of investment. Like, I, I genuinely have no idea how you're going to achieve this. Obviously, there are video game companies out there that are looking into this because it's the easiest way for them to make money. You are getting something back for your money, but they need to do it at an economic uh, economic um safe way like there's a couple of nfts that are being that are being manufactured at the moment that cost this that cost the same as sending three emails rather than ones that are doing like uh bitcoin type mining that are just damaging the environment 
I don't necessarily understand it all. All I know is that uh, it hasn't worked previously in video games, and I can't at this moment in time see how it would work in video games because the the, the main thing that people were saying was if I buy a skin in Fortnite, I can then use it in Warzone. It doesn't quite work like that. Just because you have an NFT in a wallet on one website doesn't mean that it will translate onto another one. I don't know. I'm not smart enough to understand it. I'm not smart enough to know what the future can look like with it. All I know is that the facts that are out there right now is that if you include it in a video game, it isn't going to last very long. And it looks like your super games that you are currently creating is going to be the main port of call and the games may end up falling at the first hurdle. Like if you've got five super games that are coming out and then they all die. Like Sega has done quite well to claw themselves back out of obscurity in terms of you can, uh, they don't make consoles anymore. They make arcade machines. They have had all of their um, arcade emporiums in Japan. They just don't exist anymore because they didn't take enough money during COVID and things like that. So they don't exist anymore. This just feels like it's a massive snatch, snatch and grab for... <laughs> Uh, that that might that might be I see you out of context. Um, it feels like a they, they tried to snatch at something and it's just gonna fall through the hands. It's unfortunate, but that's just the way I'm looking at it from the outside. I haven't heard anything contra onto the contrary yet, which I genuinely think that it could work for them. But hey ho, I'm yet to be proven wrong on this. I'm happy to be proven wrong if enough facts come to the forefront. Again, it all uh, th this show is all based off of the facts that are out there right this very moment, and we make observations based off of that. Obviously, a lot of the times it can be down to speculation, which we will then say this is down to speculation and our thoughts based on the speculation. But more often than not, it's based off of the facts that have been reported. And at this moment in time, I do not see any games out there that are thriving with NFTs. Again, happy to be proven wrong. If anyone does have it into hand, feel free to throw them at me. I can have a look at them and make my apologies to whoever it is that is making a lot of money out of stuff like that. Um, Nietzsche says... Sue them. No, he doesn't. That's JMK. Nietzsche says, all I'm saying is Sega, not a patch on jelly. What can I say? We're moving in completely different circles. But, ladies and gentlemen, that is your four four different news stories for today. It has only been a dollop. It is just me today. It will be me for the rest of the week. We do have three more episodes of The Scoop left. So if you want to help shape the remaining three shows, there is two ways that you can do so. First of all, find us on social media. It is at Ice Cream Uploads across all major social media platforms or alternatively, get involved with our Discord. If you're watching this in any of our on-demand services, go into the description below. All we need from you is a URL plus your thoughts and impressions we will then give you our thoughts and impressions about our hour. I just mean me for the rest of the week. Right here, live. Well, it won't be. It'll be from the studio tomorrow um, at 10 a.m.-ish. Likelihood, it won't be 10 a.m. It'll probably be around dinner time uh, because it's shaping up to be a very, very busy week over at Jelly HQ. Um, so I do appreciate you guys. That Obviously, when the, when the notifications do go out, you end up jumping in. It's unfortunate we can't give you a solid time, but that's the beauty of this channel. We've got emotes that back this up. Um, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to send you over to one of our friends. I'm not necessarily sure, I'm not necessarily sure who that's going to be yet. So I'm going to throw up the end slate. I'm going to send you over. You will get some sprinkles. There was only Lotus that was asked about because he now has a shiny, shiny, shiny sword next to his name. Um, but as always, guys, it's been an absolute pleasure to be able to give you this podcast today. And as always, there's one thing that we want you to do, and that, my friends... It's to stay frosty.